Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to another episode of Swings and Mishes. I am Jeremy Taché, joined, as always, by the man who has been on top of this Marlins COVID-19 story from the very beginning as it started to unfold last week. This is our first time hosting a podcast for you guys since. It's Craig Mish. Craig, how are you doing this week? Hey, Jeremy. Thanks uh, once again for obviously participating with me on Swings and Missions. It's great to be here with you. Certainly, I wish we were here under different circumstances. And we're uh, right now, in terms of the Marlins, uh, sort of at a, at a historical point. It's It's been arguably, I would say, in, in their history, one of the more difficult times they've ever had. Probably, I would say, the second most difficult time that they've ever had. And I am certainly uh, right in it with them and and covering it. And it has been a lot of calls and a lot of texts and a lot of emails, a lot of interviews. And and I and I feel like we're getting closer at this point to, you know, sort of, you know, coming to a crescendo where we're going to learn a lot more. We're going to understand a lot more. And hopefully the Marlins uh, will be back on the field uh, sooner than later. But I, I think that we're not quite there yet. But at the same time, with what we do here and, and keep people informed, I, I felt like it was time, at least for now, to uh, talk about some of the things that I've learned and and hopefully will learn moving forward. Well, as you mentioned, you, you've been right in the middle of all of this. You, you've covered it from afar here, being in Miami and You've had appearances on MLB Network, you've been on ESPN Radio, probably 40 or 50 different appearances over the last few days. As you're sitting here covering this from afar, where is this going to go? Basically, where do you see this going from here, and what has it been like for you as you've been in the middle of this just as much as the Marlins have? I think that this has been unique in the sense that there's a big human side to this. And then there's a baseball side to this. And and a lot of what I have covered in the past has been the baseball side. And and when you look at it and you go back and, and you look at their history and, and recent history of some trades and free agency, and I can even take you, you know, back 15, 20 years of doing this, not as intensely as I am doing now, but doing it in covering sports here in South Florida, doing TV shows and radio shows, the, the human element of this is something that's made it more difficult for me because again, when you're covering a major league baseball team and any beat writer or any broadcaster uh, knows this, even though they're not uh, paid by the team, you develop, um, you know, working relationships with people. I think that's probably the best way that I could put it is you develop these working relationships. And I think that there has been several times during this process, whether it has been, uh, players on the Marlins, executives on the Marlins, um, you know, communication staff on the Marlins, where I've had to take a step back and sort of before I dig deeper or before I do an interview or before I ask somebody a question to think, what would it be like for me if I was in this situation and and how would I want to be approached in terms of asking questions and having discussions because I don't think that anybody really realizes what these uh, men and women potentially are going through right now. Mm. 
I know it's nice to 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 think it would be great to have a, a vacation in a hotel for a week, but none of these players and executives have been able to see their families, and none of them that have tested positive for COVID-19 have been able to leave their room. Mm. And on top of that, as we stand and do the podcast today, there is no clear picture yet on when that will change. So there is just so much uncertainty surrounding that that it's that it's hard for me to not think of that when I'm doing this. And and you and I kind of have to separate myself, the reporter, from the person who knows a lot of these people. Right. And I feel like I've done a good job of that. I feel like I've I've kept people informed with that. But I've also, uh, you know, during this time, uh, chosen to be relatively quiet um, amongst rumors and, and things that I have heard because I know that how how negatively this could potentially affect, it could affect someone. So it's not that I'm taking the high road. If I know something, I will tell you and, and I will I will either send it out on social media or we'll talk about it here. But because of the sensitivity of the situation, which could be as innocent as a player going to get a cup of coffee or could be egregious to the point where maybe somebody could have done something to the point of shutting down a season. I think it's more important in this case that I'm right as opposed to being first. And so Jeremy, I think that's where I'm at right now with my head on this. And and that's completely understandable. I think you, you mentioned a couple of different things there and I'd like to touch on, on them as we go forward. First of all, what are the players and their families going through right now? I mean, as you mentioned, you have a relationship with, with these players from covering them. And what what do you think is happening on the human side of things here? Yeah, I can't say for sure because there, ha- there has been very little communication. Um, and, and I think that the main reason for that, and I understand that, is that this has now and I don't know if this is reporting it or or just basically under the assumption, I mean, you could put it either way, but this is now an investigation from Major League Baseball, clearly. Um, you know, the, this, 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 is, this is so significant to the future of the game in the next two months that they have to find out what, what happened and, and how they can prevent this from happening to other teams. And I, and I know that, you know, certainly the death rate is extremely low in these particular situations, but it doesn't change the fact that other people are potentially affected. And and I don't want to lose sight of that here. So I, I think that the families are, are, um, are right now very devastated from this. And, and, you know, the ones that have wives and kids and, and all of that, they have to be questioning whether or not it was worth it to, to play this season and and i think that as a unit what what i've seen is that the marlins uh players and in in particular um have been quiet to the point where we really don't know exactly what happened in this whole scenario and and certainly that just shows you what kind of a, a bond that those players have and how strong they are for one another and and one way or the other when all of the information comes out then I, I suppose that either they'll be, you know, socially distanced high five together for doing the right thing and us finding out that all of this was just about nothing, or they will all go down 
together for uh, for failing to you know meet the protocols of Major League Baseball. And I and I want to be clear on a couple of things because that that's where the the slippery slope is with this story that um, that nobody knows right now the answer to. So while we are speculating and seeing a ton of rumors out there, and those of you who are listening to this are probably thinking, did you hear this rumor? Did you see that rumor? I've been doing this for 12 hours a day for the last four days. I have, there's a chance I have not heard or seen something. It is probably unlikely at this point that I have not. I, I have contact traced in my mind every scenario possible how this could have gone, where it could have gone, called places, tried to follow good leads, bad leads. I've had people, I've had friends tell me what I should be doing and, and, and having to like look shockingly at a phone thinking this is, this is a friend of mine possibly giving me misinformation. Like it's, right. you know, like no one really understands the magnitude of what this is. This isn't somebody... Before we report something like this, this isn't somebody telling me that you know, that JT Real Muto is going to end up on a on a team or not. You know, I mean, that's the kind of thing that you can speculate on, and and we can sit there at the hotel wherever the winter meeting's on, and and just you know have fun with it. We can go up to the hotel room and you know and speak to their president, Mike Hill, get some opinions and go down elevators and talk to scouts and and all. I mean that that's that's fun right. and it's speculation. This is not that. This is not that at all. And so that's why I've been more quiet on this and everything else. I feel a responsibility on this one perhaps more than any of the other stories that I've covered with this team because I also know that I you know just like their CEO, Derek Jeter, who was on with us a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, talks about accountability. I, 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 it's kind of weird. Like I've kind of taken that on too in my role as a reporter and a host covering this is like, man, I am going to be super accountable for the things that I say and do too. And I think that others don't have to be that because they don't, they're not here every day. They're, they're not covering the team every day. And by the way, they may be right. <laughs> with those right. reports and rumors. It, it, I, I don't know. They, they may be, but they don't have to, um, in February of next year, walk into a clubhouse, hopefully, of pitchers right. and catchers in spring training and have to face those dudes. Like, they don't have to. I do. So I got to make sure that I got everything covered here. And um, and when I do, if I, if I have uh, something to say about it, I'll say it here, or of course I'll uh, say it on social media. Right, and you know it—that's another element of that human side of things that we keep talking about. It's what everybody has to remember here is these are human beings on the other side of that Marlins logo on the front of the jersey. There is a name on the back, and that's for a reason. These players are human beings at the end of the day as well, and so that's an important element of all of this. But like you just mentioned, you haven't really addressed any of those rumors that have sort of floated out there uh, no matter whether they be from the medical side from the player point of view there's been all sorts of different rumors is there something there is the bigger question that I imagine most of the people listening do have in regard to some of those rumors I, I, I feel like when this is all out that that there there is a chance that that we're gonna have to make a decision 
on on how we feel about what the players are being asked to do and and it's and boy that is not <laughs> that is not going to yeah. be fun that is not going to be fun i personally don't think that we're going to get some salacious egregious story coming out of this from the marlins i i there's just and and maybe in an hour from now we will and i can and i'll just come back and say wow like mm. i was just totally wrong here i mean it could be it could be uh, I don't think so, but I do think that there's a chance that we're going to have a dilemma on our hands here to where we're going to have to decide what is right and what is wrong, which is a nightmare, right? because the court of public opinion uh, is guilty almost immediately. And and while, you know, certainly it's a completely different scenario and not even close, probably in apples and oranges to comparing anything with the Astros, because this is not that. I do think that you saw the response there and, you know, people are all, you know, before before anything has even been reported, mm. people are out with their pitchforks and and saying that the Marlins have ruined, um, you know, the season. Um, there's a chance that exists that the Marlins have ruined their season. But I, I think by now we understand the reports that came from the Philadelphia side of things on Sunday that stated that they wanted to play that game as well. And that's right. a whole nother discussion that we're going to have to have either here or some other time, why the game was played, how it was played and all of that. It's part of the discussion too, for sure. Mm -hmm. But from my understanding, at least from, you know, people that I've spoken to is that there was more empathy on the side of the Phillies for the Marlins than there is hatred. At least, at least that was recently. So I think most of the league feels that way. I think that publicly we haven't heard a single person yet say down with the Marlins in terms of players yet. I haven't right, seen right. that. And I think the reason why is because we don't know the result. We don't know the result of the investigation. We don't know. And I got to tell you, I don't think anybody knows for sure. I really honestly feel that way. I have spoken to countless people as many as you can find that are important and not important for them to tell me you got to wait you got we have to wait until we get the full story back and is that important at this point i don't we're, I, I think it is important to find out if something was not correct if something was not done correctly yes i think we do i think that that's part of the story but I cannot sit here, and this is important too, I cannot sit here and tell you, and no one should at this point, directly link all of the players on the Phillies and and coaches if this ends up becoming more than what it is right now. And as we're doing this right now, it is not. It's only a couple of coaches, and that, that could change very quickly too. Mm -hmm. But uh, this, is, this is potentially not something that happened on the road. This could have been something that happened before that. And right. based right. on the timelines with a lot of the Marlins who have tested positive for this, this is days after first infection here. So I would just caution with that, too. It, it, it may be correlated. It may not. It still would not excuse anybody doing something wrong for sure. Right. But it also may have had nothing to do with the actual um, with the actual first person that tested positive for this remember this could have been something where 
the person tested positive prior to them going on the road in Atlanta, in Miami, mm. and then going on the plane. And and then the rest is sort of history at that point without anything happening that with all these salacious stories coming from Atlanta. I mean, they right. could be correlated. They may not. But it's it's difficult and, and not not knowing those answers right now. But that's what I'm chasing. And I'm chasing it for everyone that listens to this every single day. And if I had it and I was sure on something, I would I would say it right here. Well, and, and we know that's the case. I think the big thing that, that you've just mentioned there that is so important for folks to remember is this incubation stage with the testing is very, very complicated to be able to trace anything back specifically to one moment, even with players that test positive later down the road from other teams. We'll probably experience some positive tests in Major League Baseball later down the road. The Marlins will certainly not be the only team with any positive tests. So as we look at things going forward there, Hopefully, Major League Baseball can take this as a point of caution one way or another, regardless of the actions. As we look forward here, Craig, and baseball becomes part of what we're actually talking about once again, we've been public health experts for the last four or five days here. When we start talking about baseball and the schedule, do you see the Marlins actually starting back up on Tuesday? Do you see them finishing the season? Do you see them being eligible for the postseason, considering what might happen to their schedule? What do you think this looks like in terms of a schedule for the Marlins? And what could the roster look like as we move forward here? Well, one thing that's really that, that, that I've learned also during this time period and and you guys can kind of tell that I'm I've talked a little slower, <laughs> watch it sort of sort of watching what I normally I'm a lot faster of a talker and you know more fluid, but I am being careful and and sort of thinking of everything that I'm going to say here. I that's I, I can't sit here and deny that I'm not. Uh, the the other thing that that's kind of uh, you know come to me is in covering the previous regime versus this regime, and it, it's not you know it's not a huge thing, but I I did want to mention this too is that this new group in particular from, um, you know, from sort of bottom to top, the, this is a really optimistic group. I, I want to give them credit for that because uh, in, in the, you know, the previous group, you know, with, in like my, you know, side sourcing and texting and getting information previously, I mean, these are a bunch of sour negative guys, man. And I, and I guess that'll happen to you after a period of time when you're with an organization. But I do want to say that shockingly, I, it's it's almost like sometimes I think that I feel worse than they do, and, and I know that when my phone gets ha- when I hang up the phone or the text is over and we're done talking, I gotta know that there's a lot of you know crying and hurting and there's a lot of pain going through that. But they they really have have handled this like a like a champ as far as I am concerned. And and listen, this all may come crashing down tomorrow. I I don't know, sure. but but for the time being. They they really they really sort of are kind of like it's going to be all right and we're going to get through it and you know rooting for the next day and you know maybe tomorrow will be good and yeah we just need a, you know one good piece of news and yeah like maybe this is the start and and then it's like two hours later something horrible happens and then it's like and then you got to reset that clock again of thinking positive and the power of positive thinking and all that and I know you have that uh, but but they but they really. They really have embodied that during this time. So even though the silence has dr- driven me crazy with these guys, they, they have uh, privately been very optimistic. So I, I do want to I do want to say that for those people 
who are wondering how are they all feeling and how are they all doing? And I'm like portraying this doom and gloom and they're staring at a wall at a room for a week. Yeah, I mean, there's part of that. But they, but there are people that are that are looking at light at the end of the tunnel. And that and that, you know, has kept me going on this story too, feeling like, all right, well, look, if they are good, then I am good. I am going to just, you know, I'm, I'm not going to stop. I'm just going to keep powering through this. Um, so what's next? So, so, the, so, so far, at least to my knowledge, they have, you know, all the Jupiter camp has, has tested negative. So they're going to be a big part of this team going forward for sure. Free agents are going to be a big part of this team moving forward. Uh, at, at the count, we had about 10 negative players. I know it's crazy to think 10, 11, 12, 13 negative players. I think 13 was the exact, but who knows right. around that number that are going to be eligible almost immediately to play but they are going to be in desperate need of almost every position. They're going to need starting pitching. They're going to need an abundance of relief pitching. And maybe that's the easiest thing to find. Potentially, they're going to need infielders. They're going to need outfielders. We know they're going to need catching. It's, it's, it, 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 they've been hit everywhere. I mean, that's, that's what they're going to need. So I, I, would, I would think that they're going to still attempt to play their season. And I feel like that's a possibility. I can't sit here and say that I think that they're going to be playing the Phillies, by the way, again next Tuesday. Gosh. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, and and by the way, I can't sit here and say that they're going to play the Phillies even at home next Tuesday. I'm, I'm not sure what that scenario is going to play like. I, I heard another wild scenario, and then since this doesn't involve specifically COVID, I can just throw it out there because you know this is one that I don't, I don't mind saying, but it, it, I don't know if it's realistic even or not. Is that the Marlins would potentially? Um, leave Philadelphia, go to New York, um, you know, do some sim games at City Field while the Mets are on the road, and then play the Mets next Friday, and that would be the next game. But, but again, the, the, I mean, there's so many other, and that probably won't. What I just said there is probably not accurate. But you know, I've heard so many different scenarios, uh, but I have not really heard a strong scenario that has them playing again on Tuesday, which is the which is the date that they're supposed to come back playing. Remember, the commissioner of Major League Baseball went on television a few nights ago and said the Marlins were going to continue their season on Thursday in Baltimore and the next day postponed that game. So I don't think anybody knows for sure, and I don't think the Marlins know for sure. They have got to get virtually all negative testing for a day to plan to leave. And and I know that the hotel that they're staying at has also put out internal memos and releases that I have access to. And I've read those and they have intimated a couple of times that you know, they have residents there and they've intimated that you know, everything's going to be all right and they're going to leave and they're going to be gone. Um, you know, and that hasn't happened a couple of different times. So I'm not I'm not really sure if the hotel even has a grip on on uh, on what they're doing there, too. But they but they've you know, listen, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting fed stuff from the world here at this point with really every every single uh, One day we'll alone. debrief on where everything has come from. You don't want to know. <laughs> you don't. You don't want to know. But yeah, I, I I can't speak to look. That this is the hardest part about that is because the hotel's been almost non-responsive, but they are putting out these releases, and then you know I'm getting them, you know, because I because sure. I, I know what I'm doing. So hmm. so yeah. So I I think that that that's coming next. The Marlins have to get out of Philadelphia, and they have to go somewhere. And whether that's coming back here to Miami or that is going to somewhere else, that's a possibility. Playing a lot more road games is certainly a possibility, too. They had no positive tests at all in their summer camp for weeks in Miami. 
the notion that playing inside Marlins Park is not safe is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, come on. I, I, and, and other teams are, 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 oh, we don't want to go down there and play because Miami's a hot spot. Maybe so, but Marlins Park had no positive tests for weeks. Right. So I think that the facts should be looked at before those sort of decisions are made. I believe the Marlins season will continue. I've been, people who I've spoken to are adamant about that, that that it will continue. But this club sure. will look nothing like the club we thought at the beginning of the season. And they will struggle to win any games for weeks. And then hopefully yeah. as players get healthy, they will bring them back. But we, we can't look at this season any other way except for a lost season. And and now at this point, it would just be a matter of what can you salvage at the end of the season. And in terms of them being eligible for the postseason, I believe that the number of 55 games was sort of kicked around. Um, if the Marlins invest, if the investigation finds that that everything was OK with with Miami, then some exceptions are going to have to be made. And I don't know what they do if hmm. if it is found that there were mistakes made along the way. Is baseball within their right to say the Marlins are not eligible for the postseason? I think that's probably the case. So we'll have to see. It's a shame to see on so many levels. Number one, for the humans, for their families. Number two, for what this look is for you know Major League Baseball and, and all of the policies. Number three, and, and just going to the baseball side... It was a great first weekend of baseball for it the was. Miami Marlins. It was such a ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, we were having conversations, you and I, on Sunday about what a miraculous win that had been and everything that was going to happen moving forward. And here we are just a number of days later, not a full week later, having these conversations about whether or not they'll be able to finish the season. So... It, it, obviously, everything has been moving rapidly here. It will continue to after you've listened to this podcast. You know, you know another another thing yeah. that that I thought of the other day is that, and, and I'm not you know poking fun at this, but it's just reality. Is that Mike Hill, um, the president of the Marlins, a few weeks ago said on a on a Zoom meeting when when he was asked about making the postseason, he said, "Why not us?" Yep. And and I think the Marlins right now internally have to feel like that not in why not us has been removed and it's now why us like why 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 of all like why did this have to happen to us of all the teams in major league baseball but um look i don't know uh how why or what i i i I, i've struggled to come on with jeremy and do this without having all of the facts and all the information but I, I feel like it's it's too it's too long to stay silent at this point. And right. and I and I've gone on radio shows and, and, and television shows and people have asked me, why, why is there silence? Like, why isn't somebody coming out and saying something like why aren't they? And, and this is unfortunately just not something that Major League Baseball players do. They don't. And I don't know if they're right or wrong in this spot, but even when they're wrong, they're family. They defend themselves. They they protect their other players. They're they're not going to tell somebody like Craig Mish, oh man, you'll never guess. Here's what really happened. They don't do that. And this team is not doing that. Unfortunately for me, they are not. So uh, good job by them, I guess. It's not going to stop me from getting it, of course, but good job by them for now for for keeping it from me. Um, right. But yeah, they'll 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 be uh, they'll they'll there'll definitely be news at some point, and 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 I feel and I feel like we'll have. 
such interesting conversation at that point, such interesting opinion at that point. And, and I certainly am looking forward to finding out how, where, when, why, and all of that stuff. But uh, to reiterate at this point, anything that you've read, seen, or heard, I'm not saying that people don't know things because it's certainly possible, but nobody has any evidence. That I know for sure it would have been presented at this point. And as you all know, you can follow Craig at Craig Mish on Twitter. He will be constantly on top of this story. I'm Jeremy Taché at Jeremy Taché. You can follow us at Swings and Mishes on Twitter and Instagram. You can like, subscribe, rate, review, do all the things you're supposed to do with podcasts here. Craig, any last final notes before we do end this episode of Swings and Mishes? Yeah, I reported the other day that the Marlins signed infielder Logan Forsyth to to a contract. And so of all the names that we've heard that the Marlins have claimed or signed, that was the one major league player that I, I thought was of some significance. And to just kind of talk a little bit more about Logan, he will uh, absolutely play right away for this team. He was with the Phillies and was with their camp at Camp 2.0 for them. And he can play shortstop. He can, well, I don't know if he could, actually, I take that back. I'm not sure that he could play shortstop at this stage, but he could play second. He could play first. He could play designated hitter. And 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 he's 33. Like, he's a professional hitter. And so I think that the Marlins in building this back are going to be looking for some young players with a mix of players that that are going to give you a professional at bat. And And I don't think that you're going to see them call up a lot of their young prospects at this time. It, it is not trending that way. They know they've been dealt a tough hand. They're not going to make it harder on themselves by financially starting clocks on younger players. There could be one or two. I could see that certainly happening. But in due time, I know that there is hope that they will get Matt Joyce very quickly back onto the field and somehow get a negative test from Matt Joyce. That would be fantastic. Not that he has tested positive for it, but I... <laughs> He hasn't been around for months, so I'm guessing that something is going on there. I don't know. Hopefully he's okay. But I've made it a a habit of not outing anybody here. But clearly Matt Joyce uh, has not been with the club since they've started back up. They're hopeful that he will come back. They're hopeful that he will come back. Lewis Brinson is going to be thrust right into the spotlight again. And he is going to have to play immediately when the team comes back and regardless of how you feel about Lewis as a player, person, whatever, they got no choice. He's got to play, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. maybe that'll be a good thing. Maybe we'll get that sorted out too. Uh, beyond that, uh, Jeff Passan reported Pat Venditti is back again, right. and, and he'll pitch out of the bullpen for them. There's been a few other names that have been reported of players that aren't going to move the needle one way or the other, but they'll be contributors with the club. And at this point, it appears they have you know three two or three solid starting pitchers to roll back out there again. I think that's something that's going to have to be tackled, or maybe this gives them the opportunity to use an opener and and try some new things. Right. But, but they're going to have to get super creative here for, for, I I would say two or two or three weeks to get super creative and hope that they just don't get demolished, (laughs) you know, go like two, like, I don't know why they wouldn't get demolished, but I'm hoping they don't for two weeks, but they're not field. They're not going to be fielding a, a talented squad for a couple weeks. So, and, and the schedule is now, unless they play Baltimore again, which I'm not even sure the schedule is going to get extremely difficult. And so um, you just have to hope that they can, you know, keep their head above water until, uh, until September. Yeah. And the shame of it is 
you know, across Major League Baseball, this affects the competitive balance because this Marlins team was looking like it would compete at least a bit in the AL East, NL East combo schedule here. That's one less really good team or at least decent team within those two divisions. So uh, certainly changes some some playoff math a bit. But as we wrap this up, it's just a reminder to subscribe to the podcast anywhere you get podcasts, Swings and Mishes. You can follow us at Swings and Mishes again on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you all for listening, and we will keep you updated as this story unfolds with Marlins and COVID-19.